the Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side of the mic. And Evan, um, I think it's getting closer and closer, man. Well, I know college football is getting closer. Michigan and Michigan State starts camp Friday. Opens up. Michigan State's having their media day on Thursday. I don't know when Michigan. I'm assuming they'll probably have theirs on Thursday, too. But it's almost here. Where camp is starting up. By the end of the month, we're going to be talking about the over-unders and who's going to win. And the quarterback situation should probably be settled by then. For MSU, I, I, I still <clears throat> I don't think it's Russo. I think it's Peyton Thorne. You can put up all the smoke screens you want. Unless Thorne just goes out there and has the worst ball camp ever in the history of football, it's his job. Is there any way that Tucker would play two quarterbacks, you think? No. I don't think so either. Tucker is so old school. Tucker is – he just wants to win. I mean, He's literally embarrassed by what his team did last year. And you can see that by, you know, 40 new people. On the team. He he did not like what was there. He did not like the fact that running backs did not score a rushing touchdown. He did not like what his defense was doing. There was a lot of stuff that he just – it burned him for a year. And now I think finally he gets an opportunity to try to set those wrongs right. And I think for him, because it's funny, I got a um, – I got, I got a, a text message from a frat brother of mine, but it, it's very interesting that – I guess in Vegas, there are more people who believe in Mel Tucker and the Michigan State over. Conversely, more people are betting the Michigan under. And it's funny Which is because, surprising because you would never see that in the past. In, in theory, they could have the same record at the end of the year. Absolutely. Let's just say both teams finish with a 6-6 six and six record. One fan base is excited because they see themselves going up. The other fan base is like, Stuck in purgatory. What are we doing here? Is this enough? Do we get this man fired? Probably not. That's the sad part. Well, I mean, it it really depends on what happens with the OSU game. It really does. If they go out and get smoked again and OSU drops 60 again. But I still say that Tucker has Harbaugh's fate in his hands. Yeah, if he if you lose him at home again. If if Mel Tucker is now 2-0 against Jim Harbaugh, I think that's it. I mean, if you look about it, losing to Michigan State was why Brady Hoke, gone. Brady Hoke knew he was gone after that when they threw the stake in the ground. And then he apologized after the game for it, after taking the ass kicking. And Michigan fans were livid. Like, okay, we lost, but you don't go and apologize. You t- he was done. There no. was no, He was a dead man walking after that state game. No matter what he did in the Ohio State game, didn't matter. As a matter of fact, they they almost won. I think that was a the game. They went Devin, for a two point conversion to win it. Yeah, De- and was it, Devin was it, Gardner. Yeah, he was playing on like one leg. He played very very well that day. It was probably his finest game as right. a quarterback at Michigan. Right, and so, they still lost. It, so yeah, it didn't doesn't matter because you can lose to Ohio State. You cannot lose to Michigan State. Not if you're a Michigan fan. That's unacceptable because they're not at the big boy table. Penn State is. They're starting to accept the beatdowns that Wisconsin gives them, saying, well, Wisconsin is just a very good program. Michigan State will never be on the same level for Michigan fans. Losing to Michigan State, unacceptable. It's why Rich Rodriguez had to go. It's why Brady Hoke had to go. And if he loses two in a row, to talk, and if let's be honest, 
Last year's game wasn't that the score was not indicative of the game. Absolutely not, because Michigan scored with what three minutes to go or something. No, Michigan scored with forty seconds to go. Okay, to make it a one possession game, but. Yeah, it was like they ate up seven minutes on the clock. It was a very, very long drive that could not afford to be right, that long. I was long. like, oh, okay, are they really going to eat up on the clock? Okay, fine. Well, if it, they score, we'll make sure there's nothing left. Tucker went forward on fourth down, said, screw I'm not going to have a trouble with the snap. We'll just pick up this first down, and we'll walk away with Paul Bunyan and take him home. But isn't that also what Michigan's offense has become with this quote-unquote speed and space where their guys are all small? You don't have to worry about getting beat over the top anymore. So Michigan can't do a quick strike, you know, with a Nico Collins or Donovan Peoples-Jones, no. where all of their guys are six foot. I think Cornelius Johnson's maybe six two. Yeah, it's well, they got the transfer wide receiver coming in that I heard is pretty good. I from like Jacksonville State or something. I think he played on Dion's program. Yeah, I think this guy. They said from what I'm hearing, he's he's probably the real deal. You got to get him the ball. I think their offense will be able to score points. I, I don't think that's going to be saying, the week. I'm only saying when you're down like that, two yeah. scores and you need to score quickly. I don't think that offense is built for that unless no. it's a quick strike run or they hit a killer screen. But most teams are still going to yeah. play back on you, so they don't burn them on that. Well, most teams have realized the defense now has to go. The traditional three-four defense is kind of archaic because yes. you can't do it with the spread. I think Michigan's going to do the same as Mel Tucker's going to do, running the uh, 4-2-5, and that helps you with the spread. That means you got five defensive backs out there at all times. Yep. So you, you can cover everybody leaving the backfield because the quarterback could just drop back and see, okay, where is my mismatch? That's who's going to get the ball on this throw. So that saying, that's, I think, is still, to me, for both squads, the biggest question mark. The defense. It, no, it really is because, I mean, uh, Michigan, it went away last year. That was their calling card was their Michigan what defense you, yeah, under Don Brown. Yeah, because what you didn't have is people, to, people who could fit the personnel. Correct. I go back to when Rich Rodriguez got there, and then you got uh, Nick Sheridan and Steven Three, their quarterback. Not the personnel you need to run his type of offense. Absolutely With not. With Mike McDonald, I don't – because last year under, under um, uh, Don Brown, even though they recruited him, the, all those guys, they didn't have the athletes to run the Don Brown defense where he was Dr. Blitz because they were blitzing and, and they weren't, weren't able home. to – they couldn't recover and they couldn't get to the quarterback. So now you're stuck in no man's land, and that's when you see, you know, uh, 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 Rocky Lombardi for over 300 yards. Yeah, because you got time. Greatest game of his life. That he'll ever have. Unless he goes and does it this year with Northern Illinois when they play Michigan. But he'll never have another game like that. I mean, I don't even know if he completed 50% of his passes. Well, it's funny. But he completed the ones that mattered. I went back and watched it, and there were probably three throws. He could have had damn near 500 yards. Yeah, because there was one he overthrew. barely overthrew. Naylor didn't stretch out for the ball. Mm -hmm. If he does, he has that. There were one... There were so many that they just kind of got left out on the field. But I say Mike McDonald coming in from the Ravens, I don't know what he's going to do. He really doesn't have a track record. He hasn't called defensive schemes or plays there in Baltimore. All you keep hearing is going to be multiple sets. And I think Aiden Hutchinson said that they're simplifying things. And the the beauty of simplifying things is it helps your defensive players so they know where to go and what to do. 
the downside of simplifying things, it also aids the opponent. Because Absolutely. you only do – it's like, okay, well, there's only three things on the menu now. So I know it's either going to be chicken, fish, or beef. Yeah. That's it. It's like facing a pitcher that has two pitches, a fastball and right. a, a changeup. Right. You can sit on one of them. Yeah, 50-50. Yeah. And it, it is going to be interesting because when you say they try to simple it down, that this is big boy football. What are we simpling down? I have no like, idea. Things are supposed to get more complex the further your football career goes. You know what I mean? Right, like, but when, when, when it wasn't all that bad. Don Brown is very much responsible for a lot of Michigan success while Jim Harbaugh was there. Right. He had the for Don Brown's defense, you needed speed. You needed to get be able to get to the quarterback. Yeah, and you and needed you can. quick linebackers, mean linebackers. As much as I thought like Jabril Peppers was overrated. He was the perfect kid for that scheme. Right. Or you need a Devin Bush. Something like that. Sideline to sideline can get there and then also can run north and south. But what happens is when you don't have the personnel to do that, then, man, you you get old fast. I mean, look at Michigan State. They went from having that defense and no-fly zone to frequent flyer miles. Everybody can fly. Yes, because if you don't (laughs) – D'Antonio's defense was we're leaving our corners on an island – But the thing about that is, and it still goes back to the most basic thing when it comes to football. If you can't win in the trenches, and I'm sure like a guy like John Jansen would love to hear this, you can't win. If your offensive line can't move people four or five yards at a time, if your defense can't push the offensive line back, you're not winning. And you're not going to have the opportunity to go over the top. And I, I don't think that Michigan's defensive line has that. Now, Michigan State... I think that was probably with under Ryan Burton was one of the strengths that they had. They just didn't have anybody on the back seven. No, they didn't. The they linebackers were. Panashuk played really well last year. Right. I mean, but it was just like, the, you know, the, the, the Drew Beasley came from nowhere. But it was the, the linebackers in the secondary were just lacking. Yeah, I mean, Noah Harvey's nice and a game that's Noah Harvey's a You know what? He's a, a run, guy. He's a second string guy. Yeah. He's a guy that you can bring in when your starter's gassed, go out there, give me a couple plays, you know, balls to the wall, and then come on back. He's one of those try-hard kids that's going to give you everything he has. But if you're relying on Noah Harvey, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would say he's more of a starting mid-major linebacker than he is a major D1. You're McComb 5? Yeah, and (laughs) it's just... I'm just I'm just so excited because you know what do we hear with like the Lions and Dan Campbell is how everybody is buying into what he's doing. They like coming to practice. It's fun. I see that with Mel Tucker. These kids, all of these videos they're sharing, it's like they're waking up to Christmas every morning. They're mm-hmm. still excited to go to practice. They're excited to see what the next day is. They love the swag that their coach has. Right. You know, and they he had this Spartan Dog Con over the weekend. Right. Yeah, where they brought back all the former Spartan players. And it's funny because I'm sitting there looking at the videos that leaked out on, on Twitter, on social media, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, Izzo let them use the practice gym. Right. And they're like, no, that's his house, bruh. I'm like, wait. Tucker has a house that looks like the the practice gym for the basketball team because if you've never been the exterior the interior of Mel Tucker's I don't even know what that is Maybe it's his basement or a guest house or something but that's what the practice gym looks like at Michigan State Michigan State's practice facility looks like 
your gym in high school, basically. Right. That's what it looks like. And they hold a lot of functions there where Izzo or the members of the team will come and talk to the big-time boosters before or after a game. So that's what I thought was going on. But, no, they brought back football players. I think they said 150 players showed up. Um, They had some talking about financial things, like Keith Nickel came and talked about money and things like that. Like, this was – they're trying to turn this into a big deal. They had big-time recruits show up for that weekend to kind of – I think they did, like, a scavenger hunt thing on campus. Yeah, it's, like, perfect for what he's doing. He is trying to make Michigan State – a place that, A, you want to come to, and then, B, when you do come, that you want to go back right. multiple times. Well, the whole yeah, the whole family thing that even after you're done, you're going to always be welcome here. A- exactly. And that I think that goes a very long way, not only with kids, but with parents. No, it does. Uh, dude, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm outing him out, but Marcus Ray talks about it all the time. At Michigan, <clears throat> there's, two, there's two sets of alums, former players. The ones that they really like, they bend over backwards for, and everybody else. And if you're in everybody else, hey, can I get tickets to a game? Uh, we'll check and see, and then you're in the nosebleeds. Other ones, they get you down on the field. And I and I wonder how how much that happens at major universities because you got to think when you when you're a school like Michigan, as much as this kills me to say, you've put a lot of dudes into the NFL. And a lot of guys have had very successful careers. And I understand that you want to cater to them because you want your kids to see the Tom Brady's of the but world. See, this, yeah, but Brady doesn't show up there. Here's the thing. Evan, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, A successful fine. program doesn't care. It really doesn't care how successful you were. We're going to look after you. Because, I mean, look at Matt Ishbia. No, that's a prime Because example. you took care of Matt Ishbia, who was a walk-on, who was an end-of-the-bench guy, but you cultivated this great relationship with him. You made him feel welcome. He goes on to become a billionaire, and now he still feels like, you know what? You guys aren't sucking up to me because I'm rich. You, you, you liked me when I was just a nobody. Yeah, you liked me when I had braces right. and glasses and pimples everywhere. The key to a <laughs> successful program is everybody is welcome. Okay. No and- matter what. You got a family? Fine. You gained 100 pounds? Okay. Come on back. Don't care. We're going to bust your chops, but it doesn't matter. That is a great example. Now, my, I'm gonna, you can ring your little siren, but my wife's first cousin is Bob Kulo, who was All-American at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. One of their coaches there was Nick Saban. He says every year Nick Saban still will get him tickets to go to Alabama games. Yeah, because real programs know how to, to create that fa- That family atmosphere is not done by mistake. It means that, Evan, so long as you didn't do anything illegal – or to embarrass this family, we're going to look after you. We're going to take care of you. And it's, so. it's, it's why, basketball-wise, you know, up until this last murder charge for Keith Appling, Izzo would be like, dude, I hate to visit you in jail like this, but what, You're what, my guy. What, like, what can I do to get you out? What can I do to get you back on the straight and narrow? did he even go to, like, his first court sentencing he did. and stuff I mean, like that? He, I mean, Izzo got Keith set up. Keith had a 10-day contract with the Orlando Magic yes. because Scott Skiles, another former MSU player, did a favor for Tom. And then that's when Keith's life just went a, as a downward spiral. He still went to go see him. But, I, I mean, it gets to a point like in any family where you just got to cut him off and say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. But it's that family atmosphere, and that's what Tucker is trying to continue. And that, that atmosphere was there under D'Antonio. Don't absolute, get me wrong. No, no, no. It it's, it's not just was. starting. 
but because it was always funny because Marcus Ray, when he when I first told him about what was going on at Michigan State, he was blown away. Like, wait, the players can just show up and get tickets. I was like, yeah. I was like, don't they do that at Michigan? I honestly thought like, yeah, just like you guys can do at Michigan. He's like, we 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 can't we can't do that at Michigan. I was like, seriously? I was like, yeah. These like especially like basketball, football, you could just literally show up and say, hey, and they'll, and they'll say, okay, uh, okay, Mr. Jenkins, how many people are coming? Uh, you want to come out in the field? You want to go in the locker room? Like the 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 young ladies who take care, the ticket request will sit there and say, okay, well, we'll make sure we have a great seat for you and your family. We got four seats set aside for you, and you know we're gonna and they roll out the red carpet, and you were the backup punter, but they roll out the red carpet because you're up there and you gave them enough notice. Okay, and now you- granted, if you sit there and say, hey, can I get tickets to the Michigan game? Well. That's going to be a little difficult. But, yeah, if you're like, you know what, they're playing Purdue, oh, yeah, we got you. We got you covered. What do you, you want a tour? You want this? What do you want? So, and he was just shocked, like, no, they don't They do not do that. And I was shocked as well because I thought every school did that. Yeah, because you would think, like, <laughs> those kids gave you their all for four, five, six years in some cases, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they gave you more than their all, actually. You know, they went above and beyond going to school and practice because those players that we're talking about, those are the real, like, those are the kids when you're talking about they need to get paid, this, that. Those are the kids that probably should get a few right. extra bucks because they're busting their butts day in and day out and going to school, also not on scholarship, but they're doing it because they love football and they love the school that they're at or basketball or whatever it might be. You know what? I'm glad you said that great transition, Evan, because as far as getting paid, rumors have come out that Clemson and Florida State are asking, kind of kicking the tires, seeing if the SEC would be interested in them. They put on their best and, you know, they put on their uh, short skirt and high heels and kind of prancing around the SEC. The you guys SEC. like what you see? See, see if they be interested. Huh? Like, uh-huh. Oh, did I keep dropping this and bending over and picking up stuff? Right. Okay. <laughs> now, if this were to happen, I, upon further review, and I know I'm going to be in the minority saying this, I don't think that the Big Ten should expand. I think that the Big Ten should just stay pat at 14. I think that the Big Ten should go and make sure that it locks up Ohio State. So long as Ohio State is in this conference, you're going to always get at least one or two teams in this newly done college football playoff, which has been kind of put on hold because all the college presidents are and, and conferences are basically thinking that ESPN is in collusion with the SEC to kind of artificially inflate the SEC for the playoff. So we may not get that 12-team playoff right away, but I digress. If I'm the Big Ten, I take care of Ohio State, Make sure they don't leave because it's it's the big one in Little 13, folks. I don't care what team you root for. It's Ohio State and everybody else is just basically chum in the water. Now, how do you combat the SEC? Because if you if the Big Ten expands, like there's a lot of rumors out there saying Kansas could come. Now, if Kansas comes, then Kansas is coming for financial reasons. It's the same reason why Rutgers, it's the same reason why Maryland was admitted to the Big Ten. Kansas is going to bring Kansas City and St. Louis markets. That's money. because And people always say, well, I don't understand the money thing. Here's why. If the Big Ten network is on your basic cable package, it means that everybody in Kansas City and everybody in St. Louis and everybody in the state of Missouri is 
going to be paying for that. And everybody in the state of Kansas, they're going to be paying for that, okay? Regardless of whether you watch it or not, you, the Big Ten still gets money per subscriber of whatever local cable station, whether it's Xfinity or whoever, DirecTV. Wow, AT&T, whoever right, it might be. They get, so, you know, every, so for every subscriber, let's just say they get 30 cents, 40 cents, which you're thinking, okay, that's not much. Per month, millions of people, that adds up to a lot. That's why the Big Ten Network cuts uh, $40 million checks to every team in the conference. Well, they get paid before they ever even play a game. Correct. And it's funny that you brought up Kansas because we posted this story this morning on 971theticket.com. A Kansas football insider, his name is Mike Vernon, not to be confused with the former Red Wings goalie, he said there's been these rumors all day KU is headed to the Big Ten. I dismissed them as message board fodder at first. I'm starting to hear it from people who I consider to be pretty reliable that this thing is imminent. I'm not ready to say it for sure, but I tell you what, there's some smoke coming out of Lawrence right now. So if Kansas comes to there, Kansas doesn't really bring much, and, and that's just Well, it. they bring a lot to the basketball side. It's they not do. all about football. They do. It is all about football to most people. because Most you, people, yes. I have yet to see a conference alignment because of basketball. No, Most conference right alignments that. come before football season. If there's Kansas is not going to move the needle football-wise. No, they've and had my what, thing like is, two years when like Akeem Talib was there and right. There's there's no if there's no team that's gonna really help your conference. Like let's face Texas is not I, I think the senator from Texas put it best when she grilled the Texas president and was like, So wait, you're three and ten against T, you're three and seven against TCU in the last ten years. So, oh, okay. So you'd rather just go get beat by Alabama than TCU. All right, fine. You know what? Get the F out of here. You can go. That is essentially what they're saying. Yeah. Texas isn't moving. New. Texas is prestige. It's a name, but whatever. It's like Miss Penn, I mean, uh, Penn State and Nebraska coming to the Big Ten. Neither let's set the world on fire. Yeah, like it's all right. But, it's but not the gonna... teams that are out there are not going to all of a sudden make this conference a better conference. That's why I say – Screw it. Stay at 14. But how do you counteract that? Because now every players are going to say, we want to play in this super conference. Here's the thing about the super conference. They still don't want to play each other in football. Alabama's not sitting there saying, okay, put Oklahoma on our schedule. Not at all. No. What can we do to avoid Oklahoma? How can we keep that rivalry with Vandy going? Because we don't want to play real tough teams. They never do. Not in football. But talent is going to be going to the SEC. Here's how you counterbalance that if you're the Big Ten. And it play you take advantage of the other paradigm shift that happened in college sports, the NIL, name, image, and likeness. Big Ten Network. They got a new contract coming up, Evan. Going to be bigger than the SEC contract because they're smart. They're thinking financially. They're thinking fiscally. If the Big Ten Network in their new deal, simply says we're going to set aside $5 million for every school that you could pay your football players or you could pay, you know, you could pay your players with this. You could divvy it up however you want. But if you just simply go for football, because all the football talent's going to run to the SEC, here's what happens if every school gets $5 million. If you, Evan Jenkins, signs with Michigan State, you're a scholarship player, you are guaranteed a little under $60,000 a year. 
hmm. simply from the Big Ten Network money. That's not to include whatever money you can happen to make. Right. But when you walk in the door, you're essentially getting a job for $60,000 for the next four to five years. You know what that means? When you leave, you got a quarter million dollars in your pocket. You got, you, you've made a quarter million dollars. And for people, that's a lot for people in college. That's a lot for people out of college. That's a lot for me right now. Yeah. So, and it costs, no. now, if I'm a person going to picking a school, I got 60 grand guaranteed that if I need to help out my family, I don't have to sit there and, and try to go into a saturated market where everybody's getting endorsements and everybody's doing things. Because once again, that market's going to get saturated quickly. That it's going to be like, well, I'm already paying your five teammates, son. I don't have any money for you. But with the Big Ten Network money, because technically they're not a part of the Big Ten. No, they just broadcasted. Their only association f- is being five the media million, for it. Five million dollar check split eighty five ways comes out to roughly a little under sixty thousand dollars a person. I think you hit it on the head. I don't now at that point you're you're literally are you buying your players? Yes, you are. Sure, because it's, it's now legal to do. And you it's don't. Not- no different than Miami having a booster pay six grand every That's it. You don't need Bob the Booster coming in saying that. You, you, Everybody who goes, whether you go to Northwestern, whether you go to Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Purdue, Minnesota, when you sign your LOI, when you walk in, when you, I don't, when you show up to camp, you get your check. Yeah, Congratulations. You're, you're in the Big Ten. That entitles you to $60,000 per year. Yeah, you're getting an annual salary. Because the schools are getting their checks. Right now they're getting $40 million checks a year. It's why they didn't go under last year with the pandemic. No fans. They bro- uh, I remember Bob Be- uh, Bill Beekman said state broke even thanks to the check that came from the Big Ten Network. He was like, it's a lean year because it was like they had to let go of the swimming programs yeah. and stuff. But they're like, we broke even. Thanks to the Big Ten Network. Oh, and, and it's for like any fan out there, too, that's always like, the Fords need to sell this team. And I'm like, why would they ever sell the team? They're making millions before they ever step yeah. on that football field because oh, of the TV contract. Dude, that, well, uh, owning a team, is, it's it's billionaire welfare. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah. yeah. Hey, congratulations. You own a team. This means that you're going to make $250 million regardless whether your team sucks or not. That's, that's why you see teams that don't try, like the Tigers. Exactly, because, <laughs> I mean <laughs> – you wake up in the morning and your bank account is going up yeah. because it's it's no different than us putting money in a savings account and building on interest. Their interest just comes up a lot quicker than ours. Right. Or better, no, it, it's when you go to a place and they match your 401k. Exactly. So no matter what you do, you're going to get double of what you put in. Yep. And that's what goes on with owners. But, yeah, if I'm the Big Ten Network, you're going to come up with that. The Big Ten, strike up a deal because now – Elite players are going to always go to the SEC, but you could get a lot of those fringe players thinking, okay, if I go to Minnesota, I can stay at home. I can make a quarter million dollars. I I can stay at Michigan State and play, and I can make money, guaranteed. I don't have to go out there and try to pimp myself trying to get endorsements. If you get no – you can simply just focus on football knowing I got a $60,000 check every year. So I don't need to go out there and try to market myself. If I start scoring touchdowns, if I start, you know, making tackles and getting interceptions, the money will come. But right now I can just focus on football. If I'm the Big Ten, 
That's where I go. Now, it's going to require some forward thinking. It's going to require a lot of thinking outside the box. It's going to require people doing things that they feel is illegal and dirty, but it's not anymore. It's, it's, it's like the smart people who said, screw it, weed is now illegal. I'm opening up weed stores, and they just didn't do it so that they could sell to their buddies. They start thinking, okay, how can we expand this? How can we become the best weed store out there? Same with college football. Paying players was deemed dirty and illegal and something that we frowned upon and something that was only just talked about in the shadows. Now it's not. So now be smart. Think about it. Ohio State told all their uh, athletes, if you sign this thing, basically we'll let you use the Ohio State, the, the block O and, and Buckeyes and uniforms and all of that stuff that comes with Ohio State. You just basically have to sign an agreement saying, you know, you're not going to some strip club with it. You're not going to do anything right. nefarious with our trademark stuff. That's thinking because most schools are still feeling like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about paying the players because that makes me feel dirty. Get over it. Yeah. You're the Big Ten. You have the money. You're going to re-up this deal. And if you simply set aside $5 million for the 14 teams in there, you can make this conference respectable, and it won't go away. You'll never compete with the SEC. But here's the thing, Evan: you weren't competing with the SEC in the first place. No, no. Listen, at all. people act like people act like it was neck and neck with the Big Ten and the SEC. It was never neck and neck. You were the third best conference, and some years you were the fourth best conference every year. The ACC was over you, and I know that upsets a lot of people. But Clemson was winning more titles than Ohio State, so therefore. Even though Clemson was kind of like Ohio State, where they were the only fish in that pond, they were winning. Well, you and, weren't, and also that fish was going and beating the biggest fish in right. the pond. They so, were beating Alabama. Yeah, so Big Ten, you were fighting with the Big Twelve over who was the third best conference. You were never competing with the SEC. You will never compete with the SEC. But this is a way you can balance it out. You don't have to sit there and expand and bring in six teams that really aren't going to do anything for this conference, really aren't going to do anything. Yeah, you expanded to 20, but uh, okay, you bought 20 pieces of ju- I mean, you bought six pieces of junk. Right. Did that it doesn't really you? make your collection that much better. Right. I mean, yeah, you're a collector. All of a sudden, uh, hey, you know, I'm going to give you a pair of uh, Ron Artest shoes. Right. Yeah, I got Eight pair Air Jordans. I need two more to like complete right. my collection. And you're like, I have these Starberries for you. I got the and Starberries. Some Akeem Olajuwon Spaldings from right. Kmart. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, that adds. I got my team. You know what? Sweet. They are basketball players, so why not? Right. You don't need that. So that 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 would be my strategy. And I think that I don't the- mind it. I like it because you're right. Because why dilute what you have? Just to make it more. Now, you may. Now, here's the thing. Kind of like Texas, you got to hope that Ohio State doesn't know their worth and you can get them just to sign up. But you may have to overpay. I'm pretty sure they know their worth. You may have to overpay Ohio State. And Ohio State may get a double portion of what everybody else gets. And then so be it. They deserve it. Because people say, what about Michigan? No, you haven't earned it. No. Ohio State is steady not only in football, but then they go to the basketball court and they do very well, too. If Ohio State walked away from this conference, this conference now looks like the Big 12. You got nothing, and you're scrambling to bring in something just to make yourself look legitimate. I hate to say it. Wisconsin's the best team in the conference, then. Yeah. Wisconsin. Out. They're there, at least, at the end of the year, every year. Yeah. And, I mean, that's only because they play in the West. I sure. Mean, 
but they take care of the East opponents they have to play. Because you know that's what I've heard from Michigan fans. If we played in the West, we would be in the Big no, Ten championship all the time. No, you wouldn't because you keep losing time. to Wisconsin yeah. over and over and over. You wouldn't. And it ain't even pretty. No. I mean, Wisconsin literally runs three plays. Yeah, up and to you, God. And you can't stop. We'll go off the right guard or we'll go off the left guard. And then we'll play action. Yep. And you can't stop any of these. So it's like, sure. And if Michigan, like, that's not the case. No. It's not. So don't say Michigan what is if. not carrying this conference. It's it's strictly Ohio State. You make the Buckeyes happy. You pay all 14 teams money right off the rip so that every scholarship player, 85 players, can make money. Now, if you want to divvy it up a little bit more so that your basketball players get it, fine. I'm okay with that. But you got to do what you got to do to compete with the SEC. You're never going to compete, but you can balance it out that you can keep talent from leaving the state of Michigan going to the south. You could keep people from all these different states, and they'll stay home because they know, I got a quarter of a million dollars coming to me. All I got to do is maintain my grades and don't get kicked off the team and don't do anything stupid, and I'm going to get paid. Yes. Are you paying your players? Absolutely. They're on a salary. I have a question. Could, like, a big company come in and sponsor the team's uniforms. You know, like in NBA, you have the Flagstar Bank right. or whatever on their jerseys. Could that happen in college sports where the school makes money and the kids make money? Or is that... It can. I mean, most of the time it, it's normally a stadium, right? The, the right, but I'm saying like stadium. if you could put Chick-fil-A on the Michigan jersey, right? And they That's a good question because that's... You because see then that you're in, combining the school and the well, kids. Well, you see that in bowl games. Yes, and that's what I'm wondering. But you, well, all of a sudden they put Tostitos if you're now in the uh, And Fiesta I've never bowl. seen that on any college program where they've sold sponsorships on their jerseys. See, now I, I, you probably can't because you can, yes, you can, Evan, but no, you can't because it comes down to tradition. And I think Jim Costa put it best. Tradition is simply being peer pressured by dead people. <laughs> So tradition says, I don't want to see anything on the Michigan jersey. I don't want to see Pepsi on that jersey because that's not what happened in the days of old. Yeah, well, if Pepsi wants to pay you $10 million. But you're not, but but fans would lose it. That is kind of crazy. They would lose it. I uh, mean, it's no, I guess it's no different than when the Tigers made the D on their head a little bit bigger. Right. And people were pissed. And I'm like, once it, tradition, matter? you're getting peer pressure by dead people. Yeah. That's not how it was back in the day. I was like, I think it's cool. Or even like when the Tigers. Um, they went to the the logo with the D with the tiger coming through Come, the D. Yeah. I loved it. I did too. Loved it. Like to this day, I'm still looking to get that fitted hat, and I can't find them anywhere. But you're right. It, it's the old white hairs that are all pissed off because Al Kaline never wore that. Well, Al Kaline's not playing baseball anymore. Right. Okay, and it's you know I'm not I'm not asking for the Seattle Mariner sleeveless jerseys by any means. Right. But or, things evolve. Right. Or the Chicago White Sox short set. Those are kind of cool, actually. I like it with the high socks. <laughs> but and the pinstripes, but not, it, it's why. Yeah, for bowl games, it's prestigious. You get to say, "I was at that bowl game." Absolutely. But yeah, you're right. Regular season, but I don't think you can now. It's one of those, you know, maybe you can work up a sponsorship with players, and and they can strike up a deal. But big companies are not going to invest in this NIL the way people think. It's, no, no, the big company will not. But because, that's how I was thinking that you could tie them in by not only sponsoring the kid, but the big brand. Right, but but we've talked about it before. It's going to be the mom and pop I mean, but shops. But think about think about how long it took for the NBA to do that. 
Oh, forever. They fought it. Well, and they- here's the funny thing. <clears throat> Every uniform already has an endorsement on it. Yeah. Nike, that Reebok, Nike Adidas. Yeah, that's an end- people. It's so ingrained, and folks don't realize that's Nike saying that's our uniform. Well, and that was such a huge deal in the NBA. You know, growing up all the way through the '90s, I think it was until no Reebok didn't. I think Nike might have been the first one to get their logo on an NBA jersey. It was only the NBA logo before. Mm-hmm. But then you got to think about like Major League Baseball, right? They at first they sold the rights from Majestic. To Under Armour. Then the Under Armour deal fell through. Nike swooped right in, and they got their swoosh on the jersey on the front where Majestic was on the left sleeve. Yep. New York fans threw a fit. Yep. And there's also another thing, too. So the pinstripe, right? On MLB jerseys in the back, there's no pinstripe because the material is different on the very bottom of it. The Yankees are the only team in baseball to have the pinstripe all the way throughout the jersey. Because of... Tradition, like you said, yeah, that's why it's 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 tradition, man. So, or like uh, instead of names on the back of jerseys, it just says Tim Hortons or something like that. You, you can do anything that you want to do if you are uh, if, if you if you're smart enough to do it, but most people aren't. Most people are afraid it's going to upset their fan base. It's going to take those that don't care, and well, the SEC didn't care about Texas ruffling feathers. They didn't care. And Oklahoma. Well, if that's against tradition, that's like. I mean, Oklahoma that, is leaving Oklahoma State. I mean, they what, just flat out leaving their wife. What do their fans think? Have you seen any reaction? They're at all? happy. Are they're, they? They're, Texas and Oklahoma fans are saying, "Hey, we're going up to the big boy league." Okay, we're leaving this okay, AAA. So they don't care about the tradition. They don't because they realize this is good for us. We're going up in the SEC. The other teams in the Big 12, that's why you got the, the Texas legislator are roasting the Longhorn president. I know, so. Like, you, didn't, you didn't get permission from us. You're leaving. And everybody in that legislator probably either went to Baylor, TCU, Texas A&M, uh, SMU, like uh, Houston. And they're just roasting Texas them. El Paso. Like they, they are roasting them left and right. And Texas is sitting there. Like, you know I'm, what? We're gonna take it, and we're gonna get paid, and we're gonna be in a better conference. And your this thing is gonna go the way of the SWAC conference, where it's gonna fade away. So, I mean, if you take Kansas, great. I can see where it can help your bottom line, but Kansas is not gonna bring anything. If you're just adding teams just to add teams, I would just suggest solidify your fourteen. Pay these players, and the Big Ten will do just fine. Yeah, sometimes quantity isn't better than quality, right? Because yeah, you can, yeah, you can bring in West Virginia, you can bring in Kansas, you can bring in all these different things, but in the end, did you really help the level of play? No. Kansas will bring in two new TV markets. West Virginia is not bringing in great TV markets. No, so, I mean their glory days are gone. They right. were there when Rich Rod was there, and that's so, yeah, what, if, if, 10 some odd years ago now? So, yeah, unless you're willing to poach, a, unless the Big Ten is willing to poach Missouri out of the SEC. Or and you say, do yeah, something look, like yeah. a Big Ten West where you can get the Pac-12 to. Well, that's no, the, the Big 12 is already working out a deal with the Pac-12. They, they realize oh, really? that they're trying to come up with a, a partnership. So. Okay. Well, that would make more sense than the Big Ten. I'm just trying to think of no. any market that could be good, and obviously the no, LA no. markets are no, good. I about to say, for the Big Ten, if you, can't, if you can get USC and UCLA to join the Big Ten Conference, but then, you know, I, remember, I argue with Mike, you can't break the mindset, well, that's so far away, and travel. I'm like, every 
football team has their own private jets. Yeah, and once you're getting they're, on that plane, not, you're traveling anyway. Yeah, you're not going to see them at McNamara getting ready to hop on a Delta plane to go to L.A. No. They got their own jets, their yeah. own seats. So they, the they got the money. They can fly out to L.A. and fly back home, and they can literally fly back out the next week. In comfort. Right. Like, we're going to play USC and UCLA in back-to-back weeks. We can either stay out there a week we can just fly home, come back, and then fly back out there. And it ain't no big deal. They got the money to do it. So Yeah, I mean, it's no different than a pro team. None at all. Right, but people act like, well, it's so far in, in tradition. And, and when it all comes down to college football, when you get into arguments, the final argument is tradition. When, when they have no other really rational way of justifying what they're going to say, well, tradition always comes up. That's when you know that person has officially lost the argument. <laughs> I can't wait till that happens. Seriously. Well, tradition. Okay, you got nothing else. You hit the bottom of the chili pot. Okay? Yeah, so. that's it. Yeah, you're scraping. So, all right. get those last few drops. I got, you, a good, I got a good one for you. All right. Because we're in the middle of the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. And you went to college, and colleges play a lot of Olympic sports. Not named basketball or football. Did you go watch any sports when you were at Michigan State? Like, did you watch soccer or or uh, swimming? Did you go to a swim meet or diving or lacrosse? Or are, do one of those sports interest you more than the others? Well, I mean, beach volleyball for obvious reasons. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's... Well, after everything's done, they're going to be wearing full body suits. Right. So I'm taking advantage of it now. Um, yeah. Michigan State baseball game, some young pitcher named Mark Mulder was out there, and they're like, hey, you may want to go check this guy out. I think he's he's pro material. He did so, pretty well in the major leagues. So, yeah, Michigan State baseball. I checked out a couple of Mark Mulder's games. I've always wondered about that going to college, how many people a random person that doesn't have any affiliation will go check out a random game. Right. Like, I've only been to football and basketball. That's right, and it. it was simply because a buddy of mine was like, man, he he was really into this. So I was like, all right, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go check it out. I bet college baseball, baseball game, game would be dude, cool. It's nothing. I don't think we paid. We just showed up That's to the what stadium. I was wondering, too, is how many. It showed our student ID. That you could, yeah, get into the game. Like, I bet, I bet hockey games, they sell tickets. But if you're trying to go see, like, maybe a girl in your class well, play volleyball. I did see a hockey game. I was working, though, but it was the uh, – the Cold War, or whatever they call it, was oh, the outdoor first, at Michigan State. It was State? that first outdoor game. I bet game. that was so cool. It was. And I was just like, that was my first hockey game ever. And I'm like, okay, this is it, it was it was weird, but it was cool. Hockey's a crazy sport because I think you're like me where I'm not ever gonna turn it on my TV, but going to the games, it's it's really cool to see how fast and big these and guys are. And I think are. that's the problem with hockey. It can't translate to TV. It it's, doesn't for me. It right. does for some people, like Kenny on your show. I mean, yeah. he, he loves it. Because it's like anything that happens in that bottom uh, along the boards, you can't see. Not really. and But you go there, and then you hear that puck hit like a board. Like Right, because I've often said if they did like a eye-in-the-sky camera, and you could see everything, maybe I would be interested. Oh, but, like the all-22 camera yeah, for but, hockey? But anything that happens at the bottom, yeah, it's they're tough. in the corner, you just wait for somebody to come out and be like, okay, we got the puck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Okay, so that's what I wanted to know because I know colleges, whether it's a club sport or varsity sport, they have 
all of these Olympic sports. I bet Michigan State, Michigan have ping pong teams. Probably, man. They 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 got a lot. You know man. what I mean? Those club sports are crazy. Or or they have a baseball team, but then they have a club baseball team on top of it. Here's the thing: the crowds are so diehard because I take think about. I did do a volleyball game once, and I mean they got their chants and their cheers. It's awesome, isn't like, it? Right. It's like, oh, okay, this is yeah, okay. Then you stand up and you do this. Like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, they get into it just as much as football or basketball. Ah, so no, so yeah, that, that that's it for me, man. Good deal. All Good right. question. All right. Uh, we'll be back. We're getting closer and closer Ooh, and closer. I can smell the grass being cut right now. Getting closer and closer to football. Hopefully next week we'll have uh, some statements from the players and the coaches from Michigan and Michigan State. For Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to the Five Star Zone.